Hey guys, welcome back to 13 Going On 31. My name is Samaria Cooper, and sorry I've been gone for a little while, but I'm back now and ready to talk about new topics. And my name is Greer Kelly. Uh, Samaria and I were recently at the Charlottesville Farmers Market um, at Ix Park, and we ran into a candidate for the Charlottesville City School Board named Dom Morris. Um, Dom inspired us to start doing a little bit of research into what's happening in Charlottesville Public Schools and on the school board. Um, he also agreed to join us today um, as our very first guest on 13 Going On 31. Uh, he's really fantastic and answers all of our questions about what's happening in Charlottesville education. So, as Guru said, Dom has inspired us. We've been attending meetings and being more engaged than we usually would. You know, just to have some good questions to ask and, you know, just being prepared all, all in all. And, you know, as, as I said, we've attended meetings, uh, websites. We did our own little research, um, you know, asked questions on the meetings about this and that topic. And um, I think it'll be important to parents and uh, students. So, like, you'll be in the know of what's going on. You'll know, like okay, well, who's in charge of this? And you'll know that. And um, you'll be up to date with all the new plans that's being made. Thank you. Uh, we'll be back with Dom after a short break. Thank you. Charlottesville School Board. Um, Samaria has a number of questions for him and we're very excited to hear um, his plans. Okay, Dom. First, do you mind telling us a little bit about yourself and um, why you want to run for school board? Absolutely. Well, first, thank you both for having me here. Uh, my name is Dom Morris. I'm a resident of the city of Charlottesville, born and raised. Um, I'm all, I've always been around the Charlottesville Albemarle area. Uh, went to Charlottesville High School, um, and directly after Charlottesville High School, I went into education, uh, first as a tutor, then teaching assistant, um, and now I am the Youth Entrepreneurship Facilitator at Murray High School, commonly known as Murray High School, now it's a community lab school. Uh, so I've been in Almar County Schools for, I'll say about six years or so now, a third year at Community Lab. We do a lot of project-based learning, and that's what I want to bring to the city, especially with reconfiguration, as we talked just before we went live here. Yes. Uh, especially that middle school age is a perfect time to think about how we want to teach our kids, not just get them a great facility. That is awesome. I totally agree. So Dom, was that position new for you or was that a position that's always been at Murray? That is a position that was there maybe a year or two before I arrived um, at Murray. Very cool. So um, I jumped in, I was at Montreal High School before that. I was a teaching assistant uh, in the design lab, so doing engineering stuff. And they wanted someone at that school and I, I joined and um, did what I needed to do. We converted some traditional uh, classrooms. So it was a history classroom. And another one was a chemistry classroom. And we turned those into maker spaces. Sounds incredible. I would love to see those someday. Absolutely. Once we're done with our COVID restrictions, I'll put everything back together. And yes. you're more than welcome. 
Absolutely. We've had a, a bunch of people look at our spaces um, and look at our school model from across the country. I think our first year we had people from Arizona, Kansas, and even more recently we've had people reach out from, I believe it was Singapore. Okay, and we're back. Um, we're here with John Morris, a, can a candidate for Charlottesville School Board. Um, Samaria has a number of questions for him and we're very excited to hear um, his plans. Okay, Dom. First, do you mind telling us a little bit about yourself and um, why you want to run for school board? Absolutely. Well, first, thank you both for having me here. Uh, my name is Don Morris. I'm a resident of the city of Charlottesville, born and raised. Um, I'm all, I've always been around the Charlottesville Albemarle area. Uh, went to Charlottesville High School um, and directly after Charlottesville High School, I went into education, uh, first as a tutor, then teaching assistant. Um, and now I am the Youth Entrepreneurship Facilitator at Murray High School, commonly known as Murray High School, now it's a community lab school. Uh, so I've been in Almar County Schools for, I'll say about six years or so now, a third year at Community Lab. We do a lot of project-based learning, and that's what I want to bring to the city, especially with reconfiguration as we talked just before we went live here. Uh, especially that middle school age is a perfect time to think about how we want to teach our kids, not just get them a great facility. That is awesome. I totally agree. So Dom, was that position new for you or was that a position that's always been at Murray? That is a position that was there maybe a year or two before I arrived um, at Murray. So um, I jumped in, I was at Moncho High School before that. I was a teaching assistant uh, in the design lab, so doing engineering stuff. And they wanted someone at that school and I, I joined and uh, did what I needed to do. We converted some traditional uh, classrooms. So it was a history classroom. Another one was a chemistry classroom. And we turned those into maker spaces. That sounds incredible. I would love to see those some, um, someday. Absolutely. Once we're done with our COVID restrictions, I'll put everything back together. And yes. you're more than welcome. Absolutely. We've had a, a bunch of people look at our spaces um, and look at our school model from across the country. I think our first year we had people from Arizona, Kansas, and even more recently we've had people reach out from, I believe it's Singapore, so oh. that were interested in following what we were doing, so. That's so cool. Yes. I'm going to Singapore on my honeymoon. Ooh, fun fact. Very nice, wow. very nice. I don't want to get too derailed. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, um, what are your plans, like, when you get accepted and, like, to the school board like what do you plan to bring to the table right absolutely so what i plan to bring is uh, again that project-based modeling uh being a huge advocate for that uh, one of the things that i love to say around around my classrooms and in school is student voice student choice um, and so empowering students is very important to me um, and, and that's why i want to bring that to the reconfiguration conversation uh second is equity that's a thing that we've all been hearing about and so like, what does that mean? That means making sure that students that don't have resources, uh, being able to provide those resources for them so that they don't have to uh, overcome obstacles that other students don't have to and can learn that curriculum as, as needed and have those opportunities in the future. So I wanna be an advocate and, and supporter 
of initiatives uh, that, that increase those opportunities for students like me when I was growing up, truthfully. Um, and then thirdly is well-being of our students and our school communities. Um, there have been initiatives increasing school psychologists and counselors, and I just want to increase that. I've had a, a conversation with a student recently, and just to hear the trauma um, that some students come into the school building, um, and it's, it's hard to focus on your schoolwork when you've experienced something, maybe just the night before. And I, I've had that personal experience myself coming up, um, having a traumatic event, and then having to come to school the next day and act like nothing happened, but truthfully, it's, it's still on my mind. So I just wanna make sure that students have that support that's necessary. And then with the SROs, we know that there's a new model and I just wanna make sure that that's implemented correctly. We have the correct evaluation um, and then we make the changes necessary to make healthy, safe communities. Um, and, and everyone should feel welcome in our school as well. All right. So uh, just educate us, how long is, it, is a school board term? Yeah, four years. Okay, so four years. Um, and what are some of the, Samir and I sat in on the meeting last week, um, but other than that, haven't been following it very closely. What are the big issues that the school board is tackling right now? Yeah, so school boards tackling reconfiguration, school boards tackling uh, the new superintendent, which uh, most likely will be appointed before the new school board members join. Um, and then uh, again, school safety, uh, there's new program replacing the uh, school resource officers. So that's a huge one. And then there are some things that are coming in the news um, in terms of equity and what that means and critical race theory. And I'm, I'm sure that's gonna hit school board really, really soon. Um, and I'm sure they're hearing that as well. Yeah. It's a lot going on. It's a lot yeah. going on. I'm sure there's more. <laughs> it's certainly a time when I think there's going to be a lot of issues that come that affect education and come before the school board. Right. Okay. So, um, this is a bit similar to the um, other question. So, what does uh, school board mean to you? Like, why is it important to you? It's um, important to me because it's given uh, a population a voice that may not feel like they have a voice. Um, and for what that means to me is African-Americans and uh, minority communities. It also means younger uh, generation. Uh, I think about some of the people that I went to school with that have children and who is on the board that, you know, relatively the same age, I'm 28, and can represent them as young parents. Um, so the, that's that's what it means to me to provide a voice for some communities that might feel like they don't have a voice. Um, and then some of the main roles of school board is to make sure that we approve budgets, uh, make sure that we hold our school system accountable, which includes the superintendent, um, and then make sure that we cast a vision as well, right? Um, we have to think about the future, um, and that includes the reconfiguration, which is a, a huge, huge topic. Uh, and lastly, is setting policy to make sure that we have uh, thriving communities, making sure that we're on the same page and we're treating people well. Now, how many seats are available on school board this election? Yeah, this cycle, there are three seats up for grabs, okay. um, depending on who you're talking to, but there's there are three seats. Uh, there are two incumbents um, that will be running again, and then the third person that would have been the incumbent is uh, running for city council. So his seat will be open. Okay, and who's that? Juan Diego Wade. Okay, yes. we'll look into that too. We're, yes. we're also gonna talk to Emily Julie, who is another candidate mm -hmm. um, for school board. Yes. 
probably next week or the week after. Fantastic. We just want to get, you know, everyone's sides and what they think and you're sounding pretty, pretty good. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. So, um, what do you think about the virtual school year and how do you think it has affected, affected the kids this year? Yeah. So I'm going to have a slightly different, uh, maybe not approach, but perspective, right. um, being so that I'm in, I'm in education. Um, and I have to say like, this was not a plan for me to run for city school board. So I've been like super focused on my work in the county. So it might be slightly different than what you experienced. Um, and I'll, I'll be happy to talk about that with you. But I know that generally speaking, it has been on everyone's, everyone has become aware of the engagement or lack of engagement. Um, and it's a huge topic. And I think it's very important to realize that lack of engagement did not start before virtual school. Lack of engagement started way before it just became a public issue when parents had to actually help their school, their students attend school and complete their work. Um, so again, that's why I'm very focused on project-based learning uh, because it engages students in problems that they might see in the real world. And really, uh, we've had some some projects this year where we tackled some things in the real world. And sometimes it's, it's, it's not as serious um, and, and some issues are pretty serious. One of the things I can think of right now is uh, we did a mural in Rose Hill neighborhood. So to have kids say you have this opportunity to do a mural in Rose Hill neighborhood, uh, but you have to make sure that it reflects that neighborhood, right? right? So that then causes those students to do research on the neighborhood and make sure whatever their designs are, are reflective of the community, um, especially when that community might not uh, directly correlate to what the student population is. Uh, so that is something that's very important to me. That's so interesting and, and you're absolutely right and I've seen it from you know way way far away just kind of watching her I've seen some things really translate well and be really cool in the virtual environment and some that haven't that have been sort of tedious and you're sitting mm -hmm. on Zoom. Um, but there were some really cool examples, like she did an incredible STEM camp last summer mm -hmm. um, through Shields Lab. We should talk about that. Oh yeah, time. Matt Shields, yeah. Um, I thought that was the coolest thing. And, and to your point, it was all project-based learning. And so mm -hmm. I'm, I'm really glad to hear that that's something you're focused on. Uh -huh. Definitely. Okay. Okay, so what do you expect your outcome to be when running for school board? I have no idea. Okay. I have that's no okay. idea. No, and, and here's why I have no idea, because this is brand new to me, Right. brand new to me. I know that there are two incumbents. I know that there are some people that are very pleased with the work that they've done. I know that there are people that would love a change. Um, and so it just depends on who comes out to vote. What I anticipate, uh, whether win or lose, is that I engage some people that have not been engaged in the voting process before. What I anticipate is engaging with people that have been in the voting process, but giving them a different perspective. So what the result will be, no idea. Yes. But what I intend on is continuing to make sure that marginalized voices are heard. Um, and, and specifically, I'm thinking about, I'm thinking about my friends that I went to school with, and I know that they have young children, and to, to ensure that they have the resources for their young children to, to do better than what we did while we were in school. 
So do you have any political background? Probably. I watch West Wing. (laughs) 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 What's your get out the vote strategy? It sounds like you're really kind of hitting the ground running, talking to a lot of people. Talking to people. Um, That's it. Talking to people. Um, Just, uh, again, I've kind of been in my own world in education um, and making sure that my students are served. So for me, it's just making sure that people know me um, and they've seen me maybe in certain aspects, but not know me. I just want to make sure that they understand where I'm coming from. And whether they agree or disagree is totally up to them. And whether they vote for me or not, that's totally up to them. Uh, but I think it's important for as many people to have um, the knowledge and the awareness of who I am in my platform to make a sound decision. That's awesome. That's great. Okay. So, um, what do you think about the plans about the uh, future, um, not renovation, but... Reconfiguration? Yeah, reconfiguration. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what to call it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it's going to take... Uh, the old adage is, uh, it takes a village to raise a child, right? Right. So what does it take when you need to raise a school system? It's going to take all of us, all hands on deck. Mm-hmm. That means private partnerships. That means public partnerships. Like we need to collaborate together. There is a funding gap between what the school board wants to do um, and what the city can provide. Um, I know that there are some uh, philanthropists that are interested and providing some funds, um, but it's, it's gonna take a community effort all the way through. Um, and, and that's regardless of political association. So school board, uh, there's not supposed to be political association, you're supposed to be running independent, but there are people that, you know, you're taking money from political parties. Um, so it, regardless of your stance or your views, like we have to serve our children because they are the future. And that's kind of like cliche, but it's true. It's just completely true. If we want to see a better thriving community, uh, we need to make sure that the young ones coming up after us are, are well supported. Definitely agree. So I didn't realize that. So you can take private philanthropy, not just tax dollars. I mean, anyone can can donate to their schools. You think about PTOs and raising money. Sure. So absolutely. That's very interesting. Um, and how many how many people are on the school board? There are seven, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Yes, three three seats up for election now, and then okay. two years it'll be four seats. Yes. So seven people, and your background's education is. I assume does it kind of run the gamut of who's who's on there? Some people from all all, all all different industries. There are a lot of people that have done social work, and when I say social work, I'm just com- talking about community service in some form of fashion, uh, working for nonprofits. But uh, you know, it's really up to the people of what they uh, deem valuable and that experience they deem valuable. What do you think about the reconfigurations, Marriott? It sounds expensive to me. Yes, it definitely does sound expensive, but I'm really looking forward to it because it's going to be something new. And I've actually seen it done before um, with Wood. No, I think it was. Um, I forgot the school name. Oh my. Uh, yeah. Do you know where that is? The one. Um, uh, no, it's not Woodbrook. That's my old school. Um, it's near like a, a ice cream. Burley Moran? Is that? No, no. not Burley. It's, it's really been changed like a lot, and it's near um, like the bowling alley. 
Kind of like there. Is it Woodbrook? Woodbrook, yeah. Okay, I thought that yeah. was my other school. Okay, so Woodbrook. Yeah, I've seen it done firsthand. Like, I know that they've changed, like, drastically. Mm -hmm. And it's had, like, major improvement. Like, I saw that they were talking about, on the meeting, they were talking about they wanted a lot of sunlight in. Mm -hmm. Because, and they just wanted it, everything to be more greeting. And just, like, you know... Just better improved. They didn't want the like loud AC units yeah, or, yeah. Um, you know, they just wanted things to be way more organized, like entrances to be accessible to handicap. And, um, and I've seen it like uh, for Woodbrook, it's, they have a lot of glass windows, a lot of sunlight, like yeah. it looks awesome yeah. from when I used to go there. But um, I mean, the teachers were still loving and uh, supportive. I mean, as they should be, but, right. you know, I've seen it done. So I really think we could get the job done. Right. And it, I think it's important. Like you want learning environments that are welcoming. You want learning environments that don't uh, disconnect you from the outside world. Right. Um, like even where we are right now, you can see all the trees and beautiful mm -hmm. glory around this neighborhood. Right. Um, so you, you, you want that. I was like, even while I was at Charlottesville High School, when, like 10, 12 years ago, we always talked about like, yeah, this was a prison or something. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if that was true and I, I don't really know, but like we always just like, yeah, this was built for a prison. They turned it into a school. Like that was the rumor. That was the ongoing thing. It was a lot because most classrooms you can't see outside. Yeah. You can't I see outside at all. Um, so it, it's very important to think about learning environments, make sure everyone's welcome making sure that we don't have um, the, the wrong lighting and then make sure that we're more efficient, um, especially as we, uh, the city overall thinks about how to be more efficient. Um, but, and I, I think that's super important. I want that work done, but to have a new building, right? And to have all this wonderful glory in a new facility, but to have the same model, what does that mean? Right? Oh, the same learning model. Yeah, mm -hmm. you have the same learning model. So, so what did you really change? Yeah. Right. right. If we don't fill in the gaps for students in terms of resources to make sure that they have everything necessary, whether that's uh, addressing trauma, whether that's addressing food, um, like we have the same problems. Right. You, you have a brand new building, but I still can't read. Right. Yeah. So that that's that's the part that I want to just it, it needs to be at least a subcommittee to think about what's the new model for the next 10, 15, 20 years. And, that, and that's what I want to do. Mm -hmm. This is a kind of at least public policy question. How far out do they look at census records to figure out, um, do they forecast for how big these schools need to be? That's a great question. I don't know how that works in the city and that's something I'll have to research. I will, I will as well. I didn't think about it until we were sitting here, but um, you know, cause you have like, Kids that are younger than you, or maybe are there fewer of them than there are in your that are your age? So right. how many like classrooms would you need at if you're combining Walker and Buford? Mm -hmm. How many classrooms would you need at Buford? And, you know, it's interesting stuff. Yeah, auditorium, all that stuff. Yeah, you made a good point about that because it. What did you? What did they say? So on the meeting, they were talking about if the auditorium was going to expand because. Mm -hmm. Uh, the auditorium that we have now at Buford, it can barely hold the kids that are there. So they were saying they're either going to have to add to it, but if you're trying to like include all these grades, that's going to, you know, be a lot. Yeah. But 
they were saying if they can't add to it, they're just gonna just remodel the whole thing. And I know that's gonna be a project, you know. Yeah, if, I, if I'm remembering correctly, 50 million essentially gets us to the equivalent of where we are. And you think about it, that's a huge number. Really? But to also stay stagnant, that's not what we want. Um, stagnation leads to deterioration. Like as we, if we just, we're just complacent, eventually we'll fall apart. So we, we need to move forward. Um, and we need to think of different strategies to move forward. And I know the city council is like really working on this and they want the goals met, um, but they also have other things that, things that they're working on and trying to address as well. So again, that's why it comes to like the entire community, all hands on deck. Um, we need everyone, everyone. Mm-hmm. It's gonna take a lot for this. For this That's exciting. Yeah. So, John, how um, school board is a part-time position, correct? Yeah. Or a volunteer position. It's a, it's, um, so uh, there is a three thousand dollars stipend each year. Okay, but it's yeah, a, you but keep it's, your job. Yeah, keep your job, uh, which is probably why you don't see teachers running for right. school board or any educators running for school board. Um, because the flexibility of the schedule is just not there. Mm-hmm. Um, and to think about how you support your kids in your classroom, as well as trying to take these additional meetings to make sure that the entire system is thriving. Wow. What a barrier to getting educators kind of in that, yeah. in those leadership positions. Yeah, which is probably like a great reason why Emily Dooley's a real estate agent now, right. even after being in education for so long, um, and trying to find a way to still impact the community. That's wild. I didn't really, I did not think about that. But so, and, and do you know, what is the typical, um, I'm sure it varies by person depending on how committed they are, but how, um, what is the time commitment of a member of school board? Yeah, so based on my research and talking to a uh, current school board member and a former, current, uh, former school board member, we're talking about 15 to 20 hours a week, um, which is a significant um, uh, chunk of time, but at the same time, a little bit more about my background. So yes, I've been in education in a variety of roles for about 10 years, uh, but also I love technology and electronics. So for this whole COVID season, quote unquote, um, I've also had a, a side gig on the weekends where I would work, uh, I guess about 24 hours in total um, in doing electronics manufacturing. So I, I'm used to working hard. I have no problem with that. So I was working uh, in the schools, doing electronic manufacturing, and going to school myself. So oh, that's wow. that's what I've been doing for the last six months or so. What do you mean going to school for? Ah, uh, technology. Technology. Wow. Um, I, again, uh, the more that I learn in technology, the more I can impact my students when it comes to their uh, their needs and what their desires are. We have machine learning and learning how to make circuit boards and computer programming. Um, so I have to make sure that I'm on top and I get all of the new information so I can then teach that as well. I think that's awesome because when you think about it, technology is really the future. Right. So to learn that, it's very, it can be challenging because I know in the camp that I did, it was quite hard, but uh-huh. I got the hang of it slowly. But it can be a challenge for you to do, have all this stuff on your plate at once, going to school, side gig. Yeah teaching students that could be hard and I love like your drive and just consistency I love that well thank you thank you yes. it's, it's hard but it's worth it um you, you think I love teachers don't don't get me wrong but sometimes we, we focus too much in our own books in our own classrooms we have to think about relevant experience 
And sometimes the best way to get relevant experience is for us to jump into that career and bring it back to the classroom. Such a good point. Well, um, this has been great. Samiri, do you have any additional questions for Dom? Yes, I do. So where can people, I mean, I don't know if when the vote ends or like when it's coming up. So yeah. where can people find you? Like where can people vote? Yeah. So uh, I am working on my website, you know, technology, of course. So uh, the website should be up soon. Uh, VoteDomMorse.com um, and then the vote is November 2nd, November 2nd. So not this primary date of June 8th, but the next next election, which we, the typical election, I guess you could say. Most people think about in, in November. Yeah, November 2nd. Okay. So Mary and I always make sure to go out on election day. Yes. Um, get our little stickers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, I will definitely tell more people about you, tell more people to be engaged. I just like your, the way you come, like, you know, I like your, I don't know how to put it, but like, I just like it, energy, you know? Philosophy. Yeah, energy, just like, I like your mindset and how you just go for things. Yo, thank you, thank you. And I like that you're going for something. You have this podcast here. Yes. Right? This is fantastic. And this is a great example of what I mean for about student voice, student choice. Mm -hmm. Like, think about if different ways that teachers could have presented problems to you or different topics. And then this would, would just contribute to your podcast info. Like, that's what I want ongoing, um, at least, at least in middle school, but ideally in middle and high school. I know it's more difficult in high school. Even my school right now, we're still working on what project-based learning really looks like in the high school, but it's possible and people succeed, especially, and, and then like, a lot of people say, oh, you got project-based learning, but how does this translate to test scores? And our students are killing it. Our students are killing it. And we still have some work to do, truthfully. We still have some work to do, but it, it's, it's not a indirect thing. They, they correlate, they can work together. Um, and then truthfully testing is overrated anyway, but that's a, that's a different topic uh, for a different day. But you know, the experience, getting students to think, getting students to be empowered to tackle problems is something that I'm just, I'm, I love it, I love it. Well, thank you so much. Um, we hope we can stay in touch with you. And Absolutely. I, yes. I want to learn more about everything happening from from preschool through higher ed and all the way into um, careers. Yeah. So. Absolutely. Glad we had this opportunity. May I ask a question? So, so I've listened to your podcast. What will the song be? What will be the song for this podcast? What's your song? I don't know that we picked a song yet. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. I mean, I had like a little like it was. This is so when I I wasn't younger, but it was a little like rap, I guess you can say. Oh yeah, I don't know if you listen to <laughs> Oh, I listen to the rap. Yeah. Rap. Oh, you listen oh, to it. Oh, oh to my. Rap. Oh wow. I listen to every episode so far. Oh, wow. Thank you so much. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. I'm not really sure about that one, but we have to come up with one. We need to get a little more structured. Um that's on me. I've been you know, working, working from home, and, but we're now that we can back, we're back to being able to interview people. Right. And I think we're really excited about um, the people we can talk to in Charlottesville. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for having me here. It and, really has uh, been a pleasure. Looking forward to our meetings in the future. Yes, definitely. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. This is great. Don't forget to join us next time.
on 13 Going on 31, where we interview Emily Dooley, who is also a candidate for school board. We can't wait to hear her thoughts and opinions. See you then. Bye.